0: Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen As-salatu wa salam Ala ashrafil anbiya wal mursaleen Wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'een Amma ba'd As-salamu alaykum wa rahmatullah Praise be to Allah Peace and blessings on his final message Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Dear brothers and sisters uh, I wanted to speak about something I mentioned a few days ago uh, And that was Alhamdulillah first to say praise be to Allah the government decided in our crisis of this pandemic of uh, COVID 19 that it will not enforce cremations on everybody and that the Muslims will still have the right for uh, burial, alhamdulillah. Um, so I wanted mentioning that actually, it's interesting, but alhamdulillah, that's what we're, uh, and we have to say in line with that also. May Allah swat, I reward all the brothers and sisters who made great efforts and uh, in, in raising this uh, uh, situation uh, with the authorities, with the MPs, etc., before it went to the discussion of the government. And all those MPs who took those things forward as well, we're grateful to them in that regard. Um, the issue of uh, cremation, I have to say, there's nothing actually absolutely direct and clear in the Qur'an and Sunnah saying uh, tahrim or haram uh, of cremation. Nevertheless, don't misquote me in saying that I'm not saying that I'm saying that it's allowed to do that. But there is nothing we should know that, that uh, ulama all took the line that the burial is away of uh, the believers, the Muslims, as and we say this is our way, this is the Sunnah. We get that from the Prophet ﷺ, just, just to mention that. Nevertheless, why I mention that is because there are situations in which, for example, it happened with uh, Ebola uh, virus, where uh, being an infection an epidemic in those countries again, and especially with the, the death rate in that was an average of 50, but it could be 60, 70 percent. In other words, out of every 10 people seven who got the infection, 10, between five and seven would definitely die with it. So in those kind of situations, to uh, really limit that kind of thing, it is allow- allowed, if not obligatory it becomes, to actually cremate and burn the body. So that's uh, something that we need to keep in mind. Uh, and that would in no way affect the believer being burnt and made into ash in regards to their standing before Allah as a, uh, uh, on the Day of Judgment. Uh, we need to be clear about that because th- that is done in a situation of protecting those who are alive from uh, the infection from spreading. Now. There are issues still in regards to emergency situation crises, uh, which may still surmount. Uh, I know they've allowed the government limited number of people in regards to slating janaza, etc. But we need to discuss the other things primarily to do around uh, death, and uh, and the rights of uh, the dead body or the corpse, uh, and that is in in, in regards to Russel, for example. Which is the washing of the body, and secondly, the kafan, which is covering of the body, and thirdly, salatul janaza, which is the, the, the janaza prayers, everybody knows, and uh, fourthly, in regards to burial. Firstly, in regards to wusl, we have from ahadith of the Prophet sallam, in regards to his uh, the passing away, away of his daughter Zainab, clear ahadith about uh, washing. Uh, the body, and this is where we get uh, that it it is wajib to uh, wash the body. Of course, there's an exception to that in regards to uh, those who were martyrs on the battlefield. The, uh, and there's a big debate and discussion amongst the fuqaha, but the strongest and majority opinion that they are not washed, as the martyrs at Ghazwat al were not washed. Uh, and the Prophet them said to bury them as they were uh, and that their wounds and their blood would, uh, would, um, would be like uh, have a smell of, give out a smell of musk uh, before Allah SWT on the Day of Judgment. So, but for the rest anyway, even though we say that uh, Inshallah, and Allah knows best, those who die through taun or an infectious disease Uh, that uh, the Prophet said they are shaheed from my ummah but these shaheed are not to be treated like those shaheed ulama uh, all agreement with that. These shaheed are to have ghusl and it is wajib to have ghusl. Uh, Although there is a sunnah way of doing ghusl which is uh, cleaning the insides and then uh, blocking the uh, orifices or the top and bottom and then sunnah uh, uh, so to make the body have wudu and basically wash uh, three times. All this, it's minimum in situations, if we are trying to avoid the infection spreading from the corpse of the dead body, it is absolutely fine from a distance with a hose, a distance of two meters or six feet for, to, uh, with a hose to pour water all over the body. Uh, Even if it has its clothes on and you're trying to avoid the removal of those clothes. To pour water on the body would suffice as a ghusl uh, uh, in that situation. Some people say it is fine to you uh, to do tayammum. Now, tayammum is an issue when water is not available. Water is not available. uh, uh, Or in the case of an illness where putting water on the body would be harmful, whether in wudu or, or, or for ghusl. However, this doesn't apply here because, number one, there's no disease. The person's already dead. so there is, And there's no lack of availability of water. And actually, tayammum in this case is more dangerous than actually doing a washing from a distance. So I would say, no, don't do your tayammum. The water can be poured on, if possible, if it can be done at a, from a distance, on the body just once, uh, and that would suffice. Um, in a situation where that's uh, not been able to be done, or there's uh, logistics that can't uh, allow that to happen, it's also fine without whistle, therefore, to cover the body and to move to the next stage of kafan. If the kafan's already been done and the body's in a body bag, there is no point going backwards and saying, we have to do the whistle, blah, 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 or trying to do tayammum again, uh, as has uh, happened in uh, there's some videos going around. Somebody trying to use tayammum with somebody who's got a coffin on them, and putting uh, dirt on, on on the body and actually touching, which is uh, more dangerous in this kind of scenario situation. So, no, if it's if uh, uh, there are principles in Islam which are very important, which come from the Quran and Hadith, and and those fiqh principles and usul and rules are then used. Al-mushaqa, tajlibu tayseer. In other words, the difficulty allows the ease. And this is the, the religion of ease. Yureedullahu bikum al-yusr, Allah SWT says in the Quran. Allah wants to make things easy for you. Wala yureedullahu bikum al-usr. It doesn't want to make things difficult for you. The Prophet wasallam saying, inna hadha ad yusr. This Surely this deen, this Islam way of life is made easy. So in situations where it becomes difficult, then things are put aside. So ghusl can be put aside in a similar uh, manner in regards to difficulties. Now coming to kafan, of course kafan, which means really, uh, kafan means covering or wrapping up. And that's its uh, basis to cover the whole uh, body. Uh, the idea of using three white sheets uh, for a male and five white sheets uh, for the female uh, is the most uh, commonly uh, accepted by majority ulama. Nevertheless, we should know in regards to kafan that, that um, there's difference of opinion on this as well. The idea of five white sheets for the female came from a single hadith, which there's ikhtilaf on, amongst the muhaddithin some say it is weak at best it is hasan which is good not even the level of sahih and hujjah but majority of ulama took from it and this is a hadith to do uh of the uh the kafan uh, the covering of the prophet's some daughter um kulthum uh, uh, and the hadith of uh, layla uh, some muhaddithin have mentioned it as uh, um atiya uh, in fact that is wrong this hadith is uh, layla Uh, Umm Atiyah's hadith is linked with the death and ghusl and kafan of Zainab, the other daughter of the Prophet In that hadith of Umm Atiyah and Zainab, there is just mention of the Prophet giving his cloak to wrap the body with. There is no mention of the number of sheets used for Zainab in regards to a kafan. Only in the hadith which is not so strong but it is it can be taken, like I said there's a difference of it. Of Umm al-Kulthum, there's a mention of uh, a, a lower garment, a blouse, a khimar to cover the head, and then wrapping two more sheets around the body. That is mentioned in that particular hadith, which majority of the scholars then followed. In fact, um how do we? Uh, Sheikh al-Bani, in fact, doesn't accept that hadith and he says that the coffin of the male and female is three sheets. Uh, that's the opinion of Sheikh al-Bani and some others as well. The idea of three sheets for the male, in fact, comes not from any قول or saying of the Prophet Wasallam or any any directive that he did in regards to uh, doing the coffin of a body. What he did say is about Using uh, the coffin, that use white garments for doing the coffin with, that he preferred that. Sallallahu alaihi wasallam. But he mentioned another authentic hadith that if somebody is well off and richer, that they could use uh, use a patterned garment, which was done actually by some of the salaf, Patterned garment was used. Uh, but the preference has been given by the Ummah because of the uh, statement of the Prophet of the white garment covering. The three sheets came because the Sahaba did that in regards to the body of Rasulullah when he passed it away. They covered his body which already has clo- clothes on they didn't remove his clothes what he was already in in fact they washed him with the clothes on wasallam, and then they wrapped him with three white sheets this was what the Sahaba did and this is where the Ulama took the idea of three white Sheets from. In fact, there is it is This three and five is not absolutely fixed. It is well documented and it is authentic that Abu Bakr radiAllahu An was uh, his coffin was two sheets, uh, as was the case of Huzayfa Husay- ibn al-Yaman from the Sahaba. It is authentic report that he was covered with two white sheets, and as other some of the ulama said, one is enough as well. One sheet to cover the whole body. So with all that flexibility, uh, if we are able to do the the covering of the sheets with uh, off the body easily without catching infection, that's fine. Again, minimizing it uh, and using all the precautions of gloves and garments and masks etc. Uh, to uh, so that the people who are doing that don't catch the infection. Uh, if we're unable to do that, and for example, a body's being put in a body bag, uh, some people said, "Well, it's better to put the coffin on before the body bag." Well, I would say actually, a body bag is a coffin. There is nothing about a particular material that needs to be used for a coffin. Body bag would be counted like wrapping in one a uh, uh, one sheet. Yeah? The material is is irrelevant. So a body bag that's zipped up for me. Is counted as a kafan. So that's in regards to kafan, and you see how much flexibility the ummah have, and therefore you see how beautiful this deen is in regards to, especially in emergency situations like this, uh, 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 how it becomes so easy to deal with these situations. Then comes the idea, of course, the uh, fardu ayn, which uh, fardu kifaya, sorry, a uh, fard on the community obligatory to perform salatul janaza for a uh, 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 dying uh, for the dead body of, of believers. In this regard, again, there is great flexibility in this crisis situation especially. Of course, the idea of having lots of people attending slatul janaza is a recommendation in normal circumstances. And there are many fadila in regards to this mentioned in a hadith, but not relevant in this situation. Uh, a salatul janazah can be performed by uh, just a couple of individuals and that would uh, remove the, uh, the, the wajib or fat from the rest of the community, any blame from the rest of the community if just a couple of people uh, did salatul janazah uh, for a believer. And in this situation, it wouldn't take away from any of the, uh, of the goodness uh, uh, and shafaah or intercession on behalf and Dua of the believers who are not able to attend a massive Janazah prayer because of the crisis situation. Allah knows that and takes all that into account. We must be clear about that. In fact, if this Janazah prayer, of course, with the mosque closed, in fact, the preference with all the ulama was uh, the for the Janazah prayer to be done outside the mosque. And it was an allowance for it to be done inside the mosque. And that in itself has a uh, a debate which I don't want to go into. And it's absolutely fine to do Salatul Janazah once the body is uh, in the the coffin and in the coffin. Coffin itself is a debate. There is nothing clear cut from the Quran and Sunnah which stops a believer's body being put in a coffin and buried like that. But one can have a preference. It wasn't done at the time of Rasulullah well, but nothing came clear-cut. Uh, things came clear-cut about making the grave, building on the grave and uh, and cementing the grave over and building stuff on it etc etc. But nothing in regard to putting a box uh, uh, in the grave and the body in the box. So we don't say that there is any problem with that. So Coming back to Salatul Janazah, it is fine to do Salatul Janazah at the graveside. This is documented in various ahadith of the Prophet. Sallam, from the Prophet. One is in regards to uh, the, the, uh, the black lady believer who used to clean the mosque. And when she died, the Prophet sallam, they didn't inform him. He found out later that uh, uh, when he saw a fresh grave, they said, he said, whose grave is this? They said, this is so-and-so. She was the one who used to clean the mosque. Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, why didn't you inform me? They said, Ya Rasulullah, you were having your afternoon nap and we didn't want to disturb you. And he told the Sahaba off and said, uh, while I'm around, tell me. Remember, this is because the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam doing Salatul Janazah is different from Sahaba doing it. Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam lined them up at the grave the Sahaba who were with him, so they repeated the Salatul Janaza, and the Prophet ﷺ offered Salatul Janaza at the grave. He did that also, the Prophet, ﷺ, um, for another Sahabi who they buried in the night when the Prophet was asleep, saying they didn't want to disturb him. So the Prophet ﷺ again led Salatul Janazah for that Sahabi uh, 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 at the graveside. So we have clear evidence that it is fine for doing Salatul janaza even with a couple of people at the graveside. Uh, that would be a, even if situation became more emergency, that it was too much risk and that Salatul janaza couldn't be done. And even if it was done, then Salatul janaza can be, Al-Ghayb al- can be done. In other words, in absence, where the family and the friends and members are unable to reach the, the Gurtal Mosque, unable to go to the, even to the graveside to do the Salatul Janazah, then it can be done at home in small groups, in bigger groups or even as individually Salatul Janazah can be done. There's all basis for all of this uh, from our deen and all of it is acceptable. Aside from that, doing dua, nobody's prevented from doing that dua for the deceased. Uh, uh, We know this is going to be uh, very difficult for 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 family members, especially. Uh, in this kind of situation, but these are all allowances uh, for them, uh, uh, and through doing Salatul Janaza and dua for the deceased, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we pray, will give comfort to the, the, the close, near, and dear ones uh, in in regards to this. Uh, burial, of course, we've already said they're allowing burial. Burial can be done in emergency situations. Uh, uh, Sahaba said at the time of Ghazwatul uh, Ya For the 70-odd Sahaba who have been martyred, we can't dig all these graves all at once. Yeah, we haven't got the ability. So the Prophet said, make the graves deeper and bury them three at a time uh, in the graves. So we have that flexibility of mass graves or burying multiple people uh, of the believers in a grave. That's absolutely fine. Uh, Capacity in Muslim graves is limited. The idea is it is certainly mustahab and for majority, which is highly recommended for the majority, it is wajib or fard to bury uh, believers in Muslim graveyards. By no means absolute clear on this clarity on this. That's why I said the difference of opinion on it. And in crisis situation, uh, when the body numbers increase and we have to take them to a distance and the space is right, it is absolutely fine to bury them in the normal graveyard in our country, which is... The graveyard of non-Muslims, as uh, someone said, it is uh, from the Salaf, that it is not the uh, the ground that makes the person holy and how they're going to be when they're raised up. It is the deeds of the person and their belief that are going to help them on the Day of Judgment. So these are a few of the things I wanted to say in regards to this. I hope uh, they're of use, use to us. Certainly uh, understanding these things is important for us. Uh, and just to remind us again uh, of this beautiful deen that Allah sent us uh, saying That Allah SWT doesn't put a burden on any soul except that it can bear it. Um, so this, uh, this deen is uh, about when difficulty arrive, arrives, it opens up and becomes easier. And those are the, 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 uh, the, the fuqaha, they use these very important rules uh, to allow things to happen. Uh, 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 the, another principle taken from that, al uh, tabihul they say, that absolute necessity of a situation and crisis <coughs> makes halal that which is haram normally that which is haram, that haram can sometimes be obligatory. For example, somebody who's dying uh, uh, of starvation, it not only is allowed for them to use, to, to eat haram and eat, for example, pork or khanseer in that situation, uh, enough to keep them alive, but it becomes obligatory for them to actually eat uh, that in that situation. May Allah guide us, help us. Uh, Okay.